And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss a streaky slugger on a power binge who's not Kyle Schwerber. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. I have not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Wednesday, June 30th, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. I'm Al Melchior. I am here with Michael Beller. Big full day uh, here on the show, so we're just going to get right to it. Uh, police in Pasadena, California are investigating Trevor Bauer for an alleged assault of a woman last month, and Major League Baseball is now looking into the matter. Uh, Jose Urquidy exited in the second inning of the Astros game against the Orioles with shoulder discomfort. He will be examined on Wednesday. Max Freed will come back uh, from the IL and from his blister to start on Wednesday against the Mets. Blake Snell was scratched from his scheduled start on Tuesday against Cincinnati with a stomach issue. And a couple of Cubs day-to-day. Anthony Rizzo out again with his back issue. Chris Bryant also out on Tuesday at Milwaukee with a side injury. And for the White Sox, Yohan Moncada was out against the Twins with the shoulder injury. And he could be out on Wednesday as well. And in other White Sox news, they called up Gavin Sheets from AAA Charlotte. Got the start in right field. Got a couple of hits, including a double against the Twins. Uh, so, Michael, how do you like uh, Gavin Sheets? Not really a ton of power, even hitting in a power-friendly park in AAA. Uh, what's the appeal here? I think there's some ale-only appeal. Maybe, maybe, maybe some desperate, uh, deep, mixed-league appeal. The thing that maybe works in his favor is that the White Sox are desperate for offense and will be even more so if Yoan Moncada is going to miss some time. There's definitely a move or two to be made by this team before the trade deadline, so it's almost certainly a short-term thing with Gavin Sheets in the fantasy world, but I think he could help out definitely an AL only team and maybe a struggling deep mixed league team uh, for the next week or two. All right. And another call up imminent uh, for the Brewers, Aaron Ashby going to debate debut on Wednesday against the Cubs. Not as a starter though. He's actually been moved to the bullpen uh, in the minors going to uh, be an opener in this game, but uh, probably, or at least could stick around in a long relief role. So uh, is now the time to get him before maybe he does get stretched out to be a starter? Maybe, but I think that would have to be someone who is comfortable with that, with him sticking in a long relief role. If that's going to fit you, then I think you could maybe go after him. If you really do need a starter, this is just too uncertain a situation, and I don't think he would be the guy who you'd be looking to have. All right. Uh, Ryan Weathers is going to be back with the Padres. Not unexpected. They need somebody to replace Denelson Lament in the rotation. So Weathers back up. Going to get the start for the Padres against the Reds on Thursday. Michael Pineda on Thursday is going to make a rehab start for AAA St. Paul. 
Uh, Dusty Baker, he now has provided us with something of a timetable for Alex Bregman, who's uh, out with the quad strain. Uh, he says Bregman going to be out for at least a month. Giants have optioned Mauricio Dubon to AAA uh, Sacramento. So that kind of stabilizes the, the lineup situation there. Uh, Luis Robert cleared to increase baseball activity. So maybe we do see him at some point later this season, maybe in the latter quarter of the schedule. And we have a trade. We have a trade to talk about, Michael. Not a huge one, though. Uh, Corey Dickerson and Adam Simber going from the Marlins to the Blue Jays, coming back the other way. Joe Panic and minor league reliever Andrew McInvale. Uh, I think the big development here, not unexpected, is that Jesus Sanchez is uh, in Miami to stay as an everyday outfielder. Uh, does this increase his uh, his appeal for you? His appeal for me was already pretty high. I already thought he belonged on teams in 15-team mixers, so I was already pretty much there with him. Uh, I think this just removes any shred of doubt that anyone could have had for him. He is going to stay in Miami for the season, and he's going to play. Hitting or no, he is going to play, so I definitely <laughs> want to take a shot on him. All right. Yeah. And I think there'll be uh, you know, potentially some better times ahead for him. Not that he's been terrible so far uh, on the Toronto side. Uh, when Dickerson is ready to come off the IL dealing with a foot injury, uh, do you see that impacting either Lourdes Gurriel Jr. or Randall Gritchick in terms of playing time? Yeah, I think it could impact both of them. I don't know if either one of them will be the guy who straight up loses uh, his entire playing time against right-handed pitching, but obviously they went out to get Corey Dickerson because they need a left-handed bat in that lineup. And so he's going to play against righties. I don't know if he's going to play every day against righties, but whatever the case may be, some combination of those guys, there's really only those guys in that Toronto lineup who can lose consistent playing time. So some combination of Gurriel and Gritchuk are going to see that playing time decrease against right-handed pitching. All right, so we'll probably see that play out uh, within a couple weeks or so. Uh, Drew Pomeranz back for the Padres uh, and also pitched in the seventh inning uh, against the Reds on Tuesday. Save and will be for the foreseeable future. He got his 25th save of the season against the Reds, has a 180 ERA. He's doing just fine as the Padres closer. So uh, also doing just fine. Herman Marquez, uh, a standout among standouts. On Tuesday, a one-hit complete game took a no-hitter into the ninth inning. Five strikeouts, one walk uh, for Marquez, and at home against the Pirates. So, yeah, it's the Pirates, but it's also Coors Field, and it's been bizarre world for uh, Rockies pitchers this year. And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later on. But, uh, I mean, what do you make of that? those splits, those home road splits? Yeah, very, 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 very uh, interesting for sure. As uh, a guy I follow on Twitter who I used to work with at Sports Illustrated, John Taylor, and he uh, had a funny tweet about this game saying that the Rockies getting a no-hitter at Coors post-Sticky Stuff Crackdown would at least show that the universe has a sense of humor, and I, I liked that. I thought that was funny, and it certainly would have. And a, a one-hit complete game shutout uh, just shy of that. I mean, Marquez has been pitching there for a long time, so you would think if anyone understands how to handle Coors, it's him. He's been there for – he's got to be the longest-tenured Rockies. Maybe Trevor Story's a little bit ahead of him, but whatever the case may be, he's definitely been there for a long time. So one of the guys I think we can trust, uh, really, no matter where he's pitching. All right, well, we'll uh, talk about uh, that home road situation in a bit, but before we get to that, uh, Vince Velasquez, seven scoreless innings against the Marlins with seven strikeouts, no walks, just two hits. Do we credit the matchup or uh, something here for Velasquez? Yeah, we can credit a little bit, obviously. I I don't like ever putting everything on a matchup, but... You know, we know what Velasquez is at this stage of his career. A fine streamer. Maybe if he's got a good two-star week, you start him two starts in a row. But that's really what he is. This, uh, ch- All this, right. This well, Joe Ross off to a good start that. in a two-start week. Um, 
really handling the Rays. Uh, six and the third innings, seven strikeouts, two walks, just two runs allowed for him. So he's he's just been solid lately. And Tyler McGill uh, getting the start again for the Mets, going five innings, getting eight strikeouts and uh, giving up three runs uh, in Atlanta. So uh, I know you liked him a bit uh, after the last start. Uh, does this increase your confidence in McGill? Yeah, you know, what What I like the most, obviously, is the eight strikeouts in the five innings. That's what was interesting about him was that over his entire minor league career, he was always striking guys out at a very high rate. And so it just felt like it was at the rate where he could translate that to the majors and maybe he would get hit around a little bit, but that he should still strike out, you know, 1.2 batters per inning pitched. And we've seen that bear out so far uh, in his very, very brief major league career. And so that makes me even more interested in him. Yes, I think that he is already starting to prove the fact that he can strike guys out, and we love that in the fantasy world. So definitely someone who I've got my eye on right now in pretty much all formats. All right. And um, Kyle Schwarber homered, but that's not a standout Obviously. performance. That's just a the normal sun rose today. I saw it myself. <laughs> the sky is blue. Uh, Joey Gallo homered twice, kind of falling in the same category now. Not, I mean, not really. He, he's on a power <laughs> binge, but not of the same magnitude as Schwarber's, but uh those two home runs bring him up to 18 for the season. Uh, those coming in Oakland, he now has five home runs in his last three games. But we know Joey Gallo, like Kyle Schwarber, is capable of this kind of hot streak. Um, so, I mean, at this point, if, if Gallo's available, I, I think you got to go out and get him. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, there's a little bit more risk with him than there is with Schwarber. There's always been, I mean, somehow there is a player who has more swing and miss in his game than Kyle Schwarber. It's Joey Gallo. So you do have to worry about that. But yeah, for sure. I mean, if if you're going to get him on the, on the front end of what could be one of his homer binges, you definitely want to be in on that. All right. And it looks like Tommy Pham is definitely back uh, going oh, three yeah. for four in Cincinnati. Ninth home run of the season, 12th steal of the season, 24 for his last 61. That's a 393 average. And again, got the power speed combo uh, that over that span, five homers, six steals. So same, I'd say same advice as Gallo. If Pham is somehow out there, uh, you got to get him now. Yeah, I would imagine that there's nowhere that he's out there, but if he is, I mean, absolutely. And God, who is? It? I can't remember. Just a couple of days ago, we were talking about a pitcher where we were, or maybe it was. Oh, it was Schwarber. It was Schwarber, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a hitter with a track record. Water's going to find the level 99 times out of 100. We're seeing it play out with Tommy Pham too. What it was the middle of May when he was still hitting under 200, and now here he is. You mentioned the the 24 for 61 uh, run that he's on five homers, six doubles, all the steals that he's got nine homers and 12 steals on the season. Uh, he's hitting two. 63 now up on the season and this is a guy again who's hitting under 200 as recently as the middle of may so if a guy's got a track record and there's no reason to believe that he's suddenly fallen off a cliff do not panic yeah and my bad i said six steals that is six doubles uh correct so uh the, the speed is certainly there just not to that degree mm-hmm. uh and another player who seems to be back gary sanchez he homered for the 14th time this season against the angels on tuesday uh got his 10th double I'm not going to confuse that for 10 stolen bases for Gary Sanchez. Uh, But last 30 days, he's batting 289 with nine of those 14 homers coming in the last month. Um, How do we look at Sanchez for next year? Because obviously it's been an up and down career for him. So he's gone from being, you know, a top catcher to somebody that uh, has gotten ignored. Uh, Do we find the middle ground maybe? I think you'll probably find a middle ground with him, and you know he's always going to be intriguing playing in that uh, playing in that park. And there's going to be something of a good lineup around him. Maybe not exactly what the lineup is this year, and obviously that lineup hasn't lived up to expectation. But there's going to be something of a good lineup around him 
in New York. So I do think he's somewhere in there. And, you know, obviously when we're talking about the catcher position, he, no matter how much he has struggled, he's easily, easily, easily going to be among the more attractive, maybe second tier catchers next season. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, let's take a look ahead to uh, a slate of some really interesting uh, streaming possibilities uh, on the pitching side here. Uh, Mike Miner versus Martin Perez, streamer versus streamer, potentially. John Gray. So now he gets that home start against the Pirates. Gray's been very good at Coors Field, so this is really going to test your faith in those uh, home road splits. Colby Allard been very good lately. He gets the A's in Oakland. Cal Quantrill gets the Tigers at home. Kwang Hyung Kim gets the Diamondbacks, who of course have been dreadful Vladimir Gutierrez against the Padres so Minor Perez Gray Allard Quantrill Kim Gutierrez who is streamable uh, I think Gray Allard Minor Perez all streamable Gray and Allard are at the top of the list for me then I take a step down that's where I find Minor and Perez then I take a step down that's where I find Kim then I take a step down and that's where I find Quantrill and Gutierrez probably not going in on Quantrill or Gutierrez Quantrill's way too much of a matchup only guy for me to really get excited about no matter what the matchup might be Grant Allard I think those are two guys who you can get excited about and you know Oakland like some people get worried about streaming against Oakland I wouldn't and especially in Oakland with all that extra ballpark to play with I think that's a nice spot for Kobe Allard yeah, very good point there. So yeah, Gray makes the cut. He's he's uh, he's uh, in the circle of faith. So uh, good to see there. And uh, let's take a look at a couple more prospects. I mean, we talked about Aaron Ashby a little bit earlier. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, uh, of course, you know he's on everybody's radar, rightfully so. He got promoted to Double A Arkansas on Monday at High A Everett. Nothing left to prove there. Three twenty-five, six homers, five steals, and one hundred thirty-four plate appearances. Um, I don't think we see him this year, but is he the sort of guy that maybe, you know, is a 12 teamer in drafts come March, given how close he's getting? Uh, I think he definitely could be. Um, I I would have to imagine that we're going to see him, if not right away next year, very early on next season. And so he's the sort of guy that even in, even in redraft leagues that are pretty basic where you, if you want to draft a guy like this, if you wanted to draft Wander Franco back in March, you draft him and just stash him. I think Julio Rodriguez should be on everyone's radar in that sort of league. And then obviously he's already been on the radar in deeper long-term dynasty keeper, whatever the case might be. Uh, He's already been on the radar in those leagues. So uh, I definitely think that Julio Rodriguez Next season is going to be someone who has 100% exposure across the fantasy baseball universe. All right. So we'll go from uh, a prospect that everybody knows about to one who's uh, maybe slowly getting on the radar for at least some of us, myself included. Curtis Terry, not really a highly touted prospect coming into 2021, but uh, on a tear for AAA Round Rock in the Rangers system, uh, hitting 315 with 13 homers and 188 plate appearances. And I mean, this is a, a case of, you know, a breakout coinciding with opportunity. I and mean, Rangers going to be sellers who knows how long Joey Gallo is going to be around, for example. Uh, will Calhoun out for a long time so Terry could certainly fill the the DH role maybe play a little first base uh should we be starting to look uh, to pick him up at least in AL only 
I think we should. I think we see him this year. You don't hit that well at the AAA level for a bad team that is certainly going to be making some sell moves over the next month before the trade deadline and not ultimately get to the majors. And if Curtis Terry, with what he's done this season, does make it to the majors, those numbers speak for themselves and he would obviously be an intriguing guy to at least kick the tires on and see what he could give you in a short-term role. So I definitely think that he is someone who should be in the back of every AL-only manager mind and even... 15-team mixer should be at least thinking about adding him come a a time where he is on the Rangers. All right. Well, that's going to be it then for this month, by the way, and this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Uh, If you do have a chance to rate and review this podcast, uh, we greatly would appreciate it. So uh, I'm Al Melkier, and for Michael Beller, thanks for listening. We'll be right back here on Thursday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.